Jacob. Hey, Casey, what's up? What do a sociopathic high school graduate searching for her path in life and the origin story of a new and improved Spider-Man have in common? I have no idea. What do they have in common? Well, let's find out, because this week I watched Ghost World. And this week I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And now it's time to make The The Movie Movie Connection. And here we are, everybody. Hey, welcome in. My name is Jacob, and I am here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where we assign each other movies that we haven't seen every week. And uh, we watch them, and then we come together and we discuss them, we review them, and we try to find out if there's any way to connect these two different movies. Yeah. And uh, the (laughs) results are interesting, to say the least. It's really fun to like see what movies you think that I'll like or what movies mean something to you that I've never seen and and right. same like I'm sure for you same, to yeah. see some of the movies that I like have watched that you never watched even though we grew up in the same house folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Um and yeah, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> um yeah, especially and yeah, there's been surprises along the way. Like for sure. yeah, Jumanji was a big one where yeah. it's just like, wow, I did not think I'd like this. Love but it's that. Great. Um, and yeah, and we got pretty different movies, but, uh, yeah, I think we'll, I think we got some connections somewhere. Um, but yeah, I watched, uh, I watched Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the new Spider, or, well, 2018 Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And, uh, Casey watched an even old, more old school, 2001, holy but crap, all the like way back there. feels like it's 1991. Yeah, right. In the film. A little bit. Can we say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2001's Baby Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, right? <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's not what it's called, but it I should mean, have been. That's Ghost what World. <laughs> Which, by the way, I AKA, thought. AKA, uh, Baby Scarlett Johansson. That's right. I thought this was going to be about ghosts. Uh, right? I know. I loved Spoiler, it. Spoiler, like, yeah. it's not. Or is it? Uh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um i love it too because yeah this is again we're in the midst of spooky season oh man like yeah at this point i probably watched hocus pocus um, yeah yeah <laughs> oh my too. god actually yeah that's what i'm watching when hocus i get hocus pocus uh, halloween town halloween town those are staples staples beetlejuice uh kind of oh, watched that one it. recently though me too yeah for Thanks the, to that for podcast, the podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, but cool. Maybe uh, I'll watch the new witches because I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, I do need to watch that. Yep. I haven't heard go. the best of things, but you know what? I do love Anne Hathaway. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Um, all right. So Casey, I think it is your turn to start actually. Oh, yeah. So, uh, hit me with that in your own words synopsis hit of the movie. Your best shot. Okay. Ghost World. Ghost World. This is a movie about two outcast. Oop, can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> they're outcast. They're outcast and they're crazy. <laughs> We're already doing the Josh Mullaney impression. That's right. Um, outcast youths. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I see why. Okay, got it. Um, Those two words together. Yeah, you were for asking me. for trouble. All right, go ahead. Uh, Rebecca and Enid, mm-hmm. played by Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. who just graduated high school. 
They are making plans to move in together, but Enid is struggling with change. Mm. As a terrible practical joke, they respond to a misconnection personal ad and yeah. their lives spiral from there. Right. We meet Seymour, who Enid has a very unhealthy friendship slash obsession with. Yeah. Um, Enid is in an art class struggling to pass and graduate high school. What an art class. <laughs> While Rebecca is working um, and saving money to move out. And this movie progresses and we see the different directions that these mm. girls' lives could take. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Good. good. <laughs> Said it better than I anticipated you would. No, it's a yeah. hard one to right put your finger on. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna give a very small plot description. Yeah, on this one. definitely, because it is something you kind of have to experience it. Like, you do you know, totally. Kind of got to watch it. Yeah. Um, you know, and this was one that, like, uh, yeah, came out in 2001. I feel like I had heard about it, um, but uh, my friend Rachel, like, she really loved it uh, growing up because she really liked the actress Thora Birch. And yeah, she's awesome. I forgot, Thora Birch, like, she was, you know, kind of a big deal, you know, big deal kid actor, you know, on the rise, like, kind of on par with Christina Ricci. Yeah. Like, um, and then kind of, you know, took a different direction. And, yeah, um, American Beauty happened yikes movie and especially given you know the way we feel about a certain cast member in that movie kevin spacey oh, um <laughs> yeah. yeah um but uh yeah thor birch is yeah was the big draw for this one though and yeah the, but yeah and then you have young scarlett johansson like yeah super young scarlett so johansson young um so young like possible breakout role like one of the first things i saw her in was uh home alone three yeah yeah oh. She uh, played the sister in that. So. I always forget yeah. that movie because it's not that great. It is not. <laughs> it is very much not. <laughs> you have a good memory. Yeah. Unlike me. Um, but uh, yeah, do you remember Thor? Bir Were you a fan of Thor Birch? Like, I mean, and she's the little sister from Hocus Pocus. I was That's the say, big one. Obviously, yeah. like my brain knows her from that from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And then you had never heard of this or anything like that, um, I take it? No, going into I it? don't think I had ever heard of it. Mm. Interesting ensemble. Yeah. Though. And then, but yeah, and then, so you know most of the cats, Scarlet, and then uh, you know Steve Buscemi, like he's yeah, a familiar sure. face. Uh, sure. You can't forget that face. Right, that's true. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there's some interesting cameos, some interesting characters too. I didn't yes. know Brad Renfro, like I missed the boat on that one. Who um, was but that? He was josh oh josh yeah uh, played by brad renfro i don't know he was some kind of heartthrob i think at mm. some point in the 90s 2000s that makes sense he did look like one yeah <laughs> definitely yeah um so should we get into some q a yeah for ghost world okay yeah so first question who is the bigger sociopath <laughs> enid or rebecca uh i think it is enid yeah I think that they're both not good people. Not the best people. Um, They like to mock other people, like them mocking the girl that used to do crack that got in the car accident <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, okay, this is where we are. Um, yeah, pretty, yeah, mean, uh, very mean girls, but not like, you know, but the outcast kind. Right, you know? right. It's the outcast mean girls. And yeah, being like, you know, mean to their classmates. Very judgmental. Super judgy. You know, I've been around girls like this. And absolutely, uh, I was going to say. I've been a girl like this before. Like, I mean. Precisely. And that was what was interesting. It's like, you know, not the best people, but relatable. Like, I get yes. this. Like, yeah. 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 But as, as the characters, like, as the movie goes along, I think that Rebecca changes. Right. As to where 
Enid like does change as well, but not in a good, healthy way. Like, and I don't know. I would, yeah, I would say maybe not. I, maybe she doesn't change because that's kind of the she choice she makes. Yeah. It does like, feel like you know, that. Yeah, that's what she loves about Seymour is that he offers the possibility of it's like, oh, I could be like him. Then, like he, he's just cool with being. He's just who he is, and stuck he likes in the old, old ways. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like okay, there's a possibility here. Um, but then, and then, but then goes about it the wrong Oof, way. Oh God. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um, talk about cringe. <laughs> so much cringe. So much cringe. But you know what? It, not as much cringe as American Beauty. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Um, a lot of us felt the expectation of, mm-hmm. you know, post high school, you know, college, yes. uh, career choice, etc. Did you relate more to Enid or Rebecca's approach to this pivotal moment? Um, I basically did what Rebecca did. Like mm-hmm. I got a job out of high school right or i had a yeah, job right in high out. school that i and then i went to full time out of high school saved up money and then moved in with my boyfriend josh yeah <laughs> so i definitely pretty much did what rebecca did mm-hmm. i yeah but i was wishy-washy on college like do i want to do college do i not want to do college right. i took a year True off that. Yeah. and then i went to college for a minute basically i went for one semester and i was like never mind i need to break still <laughs> yeah right because <laughs> you're going to school for 12 years of your life you yeah. know it's hard Ugh. but school's also the only thing that you've ever known so it's hard to be let go from that as well yeah right so okay let's get to the problematic cook's cool. chicken logo yikes how ethical is it for seymour a white guy right to own such a thing it's not. And then thoughts on his and Enid's reasoning, like, because Enid has a reasoning too later on. Like, hers hers is interesting because it's used as an artistic way. She was, like, looking at the other girl and being like, she's pretentious with her art. Maybe if I, like, exploit my whiteness, <laughs> yeah. then, you know, this teacher will like my art. Right. So she exploit did Exploit her it. whiteness. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah <laughs> so i i don't agree i still don't agree with her reasoning but it right. did start a conversation no matter uh-huh. where it was at yeah right right which right which i think is the point of most art is to make people talk or you know to say something yeah it might not be something you like all the time precisely and like you know the knee pulse reaction is it's like well but so i mean we're only talking about this because it was a white person doing this and it's like yeah right right like, you know that and full stop like <laughs> But um, yeah. I that all that it's being just, said, I don't agree yeah. with like putting something like that. Um, I I definitely mm-hmm. think that the art teacher shouldn't have displayed it the way she did. Yeah, right. Too. Yeah. Like, I what feel a like that is yeah. mostly on her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, there was something to this idea of it's like you know we just hate each other in secret now. It's like we kind of came full circle on this though yeah. what we came to realize right is it's like i think what we've come to realize now is like nope it's been out there in the open you just weren't aware like you know we didn't have the internet so you weren't you aware were, of it yes yeah. yeah you were able to lock it up and some people did hate in secret and then trump became our president and they thought they could hate yeah in bold in public yeah. yeah right so both for sure because mm. some people are and have been racist, you know, always. But he really should not have had that. He shouldn't have it. He should not have that. And then follow-up question. Is it ethical? I, I didn't like this part. Is it ethical to work for such a company? 
Like, right. after knowing the backstory, like, I was surprised it's like, yeah. You know the backstory and you still chose to work yeah, for that? Yeah, I wouldn't be wanting to work for that company. Yeah. Instead, I would be, like, an undercover agent on TikTok showing everyone, <laughs> <laughs> right. look at these racist fuckers until I got fired. Because um, Oregon had a... I was going to say I It's read. from Oregon. It um, is. And there's actually... This isn't the only place like this in Oregon. There was another place called... Uh, Little Sambo's. They made the mascot a jaguar instead mm-hmm. of a offensive like black kid, um, and uh, we actually ate there at one time. I think. Oh my god, we did. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, but never again. Never no. again. Um, but you find out like yeah, I had that similar story where it's like yeah, you used to have a way more offensive name and stuff. Ah, but we changed that, you know, and stuff. It's like, it's like mm. and white people still own the company and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, super super so fucked up. super sketch fucked up. Um, so yeah, it was, yeah, interesting. It was, yeah, very, yeah, problematic. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I can't say I totally agree with, uh, Seymour's, uh, methods. Yeah, me neither. You know? And it sucks, because otherwise, Seymour, relatively likable guy. Yeah, yeah, he, it's, he's a really complex character, because... It's just that the actor... Oh, except near the end. Like, yeah, it gets weird. Like, yeah. The actor the is just such... Like, he's really... He adds a very compelling part to this story. I don't know if I would have thought that he was cool had it been played by someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, he made him Steve a relatable brings person. brings that pathos. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, like, I don't really think it's appropriate for someone that's his age being friends with these, you I was going to say, this, this age gap is a problem. Like, we want to be cool <clears throat> and all that stuff, and, you know, but it's, maybe the age gap would be fine. It's the fact that she's right out of high school, She's still too, like and, a, like... I don't, I don't know, and I, sorry if I sound judgy, but, like, I don't think that someone that's his age, which I'm going to guess was, like mid 40s maybe yeah should be with someone you know that can't drink alcohol yet right right yeah like, absolutely that's what i'm a saying totally different like, story if she was you know it's 20, not just the age 21. gap it's the age that she is like, and the experience of life yeah. like she's had Precisely. no life experience yeah, at all you know that is a yeah, so that like ethical me. problems all the way around yeah. now that being said like i did make friends with people way older than me right out of high school at work because you're working when i worked in a restaurant and i worked at tj maxx and you're working hmm. with people of all ages yeah but yeah. like but no, it this didn't is feel like, yeah. it just felt wrong yeah sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> and absolutely. i mean i feel like that was justified we see it later mm-hmm. like you yeah. know them explore another step in their relationship that i think was inappropriate but, yeah absolutely yeah um yeah. it's a power dynamic yeah dynamic yeah. Right, but yeah, exactly. Like, I think it's a problem that it's, yeah, it's that she's right out of high school. Yeah, it's the experience level, like, that's, yeah, nope. Even if it was, yeah, the, yeah, consensual, you could say, but it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's still. Right, and that, I always say, Irresponsible. Yeah, I feel like a 10-year age gap is, like, enough. (laughs) Yeah, In my opinion, and, you know, obviously some people have a 20 year age gap oh, yeah. and they live happily ever after which is cool but when you're really young a 10 year age gap is like plenty yeah in for my book. sure her parents are weird too like what the fuck yeah, like you're telling this older guy he like literally is the same age as her dad like they looked like they were the same age to me yeah which i she has some daddy issues too <laughs> you yeah, know she yeah. does like mm-hmm. um doesn't 
I like seeing that though. Like it's fun to see. Like you know, it's good. It's interesting to see a daughter father relationship first of all. Um, actually, it it is kind of cliche though. Like usually the daughters don't get along with the dad, right? Yeah, that's um, a cliche. So and it's fun though. I and... like hers though, where she's like, "Look at me, I'm not even listening to you." Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was great. Pretty that brutal. was great. It's <laughs> <That was> great. <laughs> I love it. And I liked the guy who played her dad. Like he was he's, good. He is good. Perfectly I know him like, from other stuff. Just the right amount of kind of annoying where you're like, you know what? I get it, Enid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, give him a shot. Yeah. Give him a shot. Yeah. yeah no, I. Um, no, but yeah, so yeah, uh, him. Yeah, and I just and, I also yeah. think like okay, totally fine to have a friend over to your house. Like that didn't bother me really, but like. You know, in his bedroom. Yeah. Like, that's a line, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. I definitely Weird. felt weirded out when they were alone together in the record room and all his friends were out there and they, he, like, shut the door behind them. Yeah, I right. was like, ooh, I don't, we're get- I don't and like cle- this. He, I, and I think clearly he felt feelings for her first, right? Yeah. You know, and then, like, was, I guess, respectful. But in the end, like, you know, in the end, there's some level of exploitation going on here. Again, because of the age gap. It's a grooming thing that you see happen a lot Mm -hmm. um, with men. I mean, with both sides of the the coin, right? Yeah. But like, you know, I know girls who met older guys right out of high school and the guys kind of groomed them to be what they wanted because Mm -hmm. they were still really multiple. Yeah. You know, in their youngness. Like she's so young. Yeah. He's like grooming. I mean, she kind of liked some stuff. She was already kind of there. But yeah, no, still. But still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's That's why that relationship feels weird you know yeah i feel like they approached it in a realistic way and a lot of stuff absolutely um in a way where it's just similar to promising young woman where it's like i can take a step back and be like i get it but mm -mm, like you know i don't know like i don't approve or whatever or whatever right because i definitely felt so bad for seymour at the beginning yeah like oh my god what they yeah. did to him is oh, so absolutely fucked up. fucked up yeah super terrible and then she takes a liking to him so you're almost like okay okay so she's reconciling in some way sure exactly and uh, you know she authentically does seem to like him okay and then yeah but then it just it get it goes too far maybe or whatever i think like, that the yeah. line gets crossed somewhere when they're uh-huh. hanging out alone record room it's a record room um and then you know again it gets crossed when he gets a girlfriend and he does the right thing and he steps yeah, back from absolutely. their relationship See, a little bit right 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 um because he realizes it's kind of inappropriate mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. my new girlfriend can see it's kind of inappropriate yes so yes. that was appropriate so that was good, good. but then good. enid like freaked the fuck out and couldn't handle that he liked someone even right. though right. she wanted him to like someone yeah she didn't like that she was alone again yes yeah right you right, know right, right and then so she starts doing a little more manipulation of her so own. she does a lot of manipulation yeah. <laughs> and shows up at his house and yes. opens up a bottle of champagne that his girlfriend was saving right and yeah yeah they one thing they start, and yeah. they do like yeah i mean they don't yeah they don't uh hide from it like yeah that yeah, happened yep. it happened um, and she felt gross the next day yeah she didn't like it yeah she was upset that she had done it Right. Maybe not upset, but like knew it's that like, that okay, was not no, where she that's wanted not where, their relationship. Yeah, like, and then, yeah. <clears throat> but like. back in it. It's like, no, I just like, I admire you. We're friends. Like. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
But yeah. like then she doesn't tell And that's tell not him. wrong. Like I'm not saying. No, yeah, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it does feel like she manipulated again, like, him yeah. into this situation a little bit. But mm-hmm. again, he kind of groomed her. So mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. It's but crazy. Like, it's yeah, a complicated wow. thing. Yeah. You know? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she definitely should have told him not to break up with his girlfriend. Oh, but... right. Yeah. <laughs> and then that happened. But yeah. you know what? Like that girl Oof. deserved better. So. Yeah. And how did you feel about Enid's art teacher? She was a lot like I think certain people believe our teachers are. <laughs> she was like kind of a, a satirical a like a, yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, comes seems to come from a place of like yeah not liking the yuppie types or the or the or uh, new agey types yeah it seems like a writer like took an art class didn't like his teacher and then wrote this uh-huh. <laughs> about wrote this she didn't character. like my shit <laughs> like yeah she only liked the feminist pretentious bullshit <laughs> which was great i liked that character that was that fun. was fun like, um, um i don't it really... was a great spit when the inappropriate poster comes she did so great at being like i am offended and like no this was brilliant good for you it's like what (laughs) yes that was so good that was a good turn but uh but no wrong good actress um but yeah good actress yeah for sure interesting Um, teacher and i will say like i've taken a lot of art classes uh and you know the teachers they do pick a few people that they really fucking like the whole term yeah and it doesn't matter how good you are sometimes yeah not all the time they just get it i've been the person they liked and then you're writing on a high yeah of course (laughs) and then you feel bad no. you do feel bad yeah. for everyone else but you're, but like, you're like i'm being I'm noticed like yeah <laughs> if you're good you're good yeah <laughs> but um yeah. so some teachers are like that but i've also taken art teachers who were extremely fair who made sure you know to like say something good mm. about every piece and yeah. like you know so mm-hmm. and did you think she was being unfair i thought Enid's stuff was pretty good like what the art style they used really like, good yeah yeah, yeah, I, I thought her stuff. stuff was really good. Yeah. She clearly was not being fair because when you take a teacup and then you Put glue a... a tampon in it <laughs> um, and you don't even bother to dye it red. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, OK. Got it. That's the problem. Yeah. I can... <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You not know, yet. I would have right. found it a lot more fascinating mm-hmm. if the girl would have done like a resin, like a gel inside that was dyed red to look like red tea and the tampon mm. was sticking in it. Gotcha. That would have been I might have been like, that's pretty cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty yeah, fun. That was pretty hilarious. And that's the side of art that I'm like it's like that makes me feel like it's like I could do it then. Like if I just yeah, I take a canvas, put a spot on it, I could make Yes. Thousands apparently, but you know, it's not that easy. Like those people have probably networked forever and you know, there's all this stuff. But a still, lot of those people come still, from rich hoity toity groups go. of people where exactly. their rich friends will buy their art that they price a lot and then they get attention for that. There you go. Like they buy they buy their love at the beginning and that's not to say that they aren't sometimes talented. Sure. And that they don't go on to put out something really good. Um, it's just that some of them have like a super advantage over others, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Enid's teacher. Interesting. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, she's an interesting lady. And I'm sorry, like, I, to go back to the Seymour thing, what's really weird is that that whole thing wasn't even like a big part of the comic book on which this is based. Like, That's it was the director, like, to, so that makes me feel weird about that director because that director Especially also has like, a type. I was going to say, too, that the director, like, 
really related to Seymour. And the like everything that was in his apartment was from the director's house. Uh huh. Right. So that's so, so really creepy. like it's weird that it became. That's kind of the big part of the movie. It's you know it kind of takes over. Um. So I'm almost interested to read the comic book because apparently Rebecca and that whole thing was a bigger part. But yeah, I would be interested to see what happens there. Yeah. That's weird. Um, a weird uh, segue, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And do you have an idea of where does the bus go? Well, I had like a couple of things that I thought about the bus. My first thought was suicide. Yeah, I know. It's kind of the go-to. Right? Yeah, Cause... it is the first thing I thought of because she like, you know, but nothing... was obsessive with that one song that was about someone dying. Oh, and oh, then I didn't even think about that. We saw this old man waiting for a bus every day, saying he's gonna leave town, and then I assume he died. Mm. You know, and then she gets on the next bus. Both of the buses, like the one he got on, and then the one she got on, both of them were completely empty except for them. Right. Oh, so, good. Oh, I didn't even notice so that. So it sort yeah. of does make you think, well, there's... So you think it's an afterlife bus. Yeah, what do you think? Well, but then there's almost the idea of, like, it's uh, more symbolic of, like, she just retreats in her to, into herself. Like, I felt like it was a bus to the past more so yeah. than it was uh, that. But I like that idea, too. Because there was something about it that felt suicidal. <laughs> suicide <laughs> I know. Um, it, to me. Yeah. Um, interesting. I didn't even think about the song, though. So I I don't know. That's a pretty solid theory on your part. So that's pretty good. I But, like, I went away from it because I was like, I don't know if there was anything along the way that led us to believe that Enid was suicidal. But you pointed out the song. So the I, that song takes it away. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. She still had emotions and stuff. Like, she still... Another theory, too, that I had was, like, okay, so... You know, she earlier on had said to Seymour, have you ever just wanted to, like, disappear? Yeah, And right. have no one know where you are and you're mm-hmm. just not there anymore. And for a minute, I thought, again, suicide. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, like, a common thing that some people... It's a similar, like, you know, it's depressive. a way of getting away with talking about it. Yeah. Almost, right? Yeah. But also, I thought, maybe she just did that. Maybe In, she right. got on and a I bus and And I think those are the went, three theories. Those yeah, are the maybe three she went way. somewhere else and yeah. was like, no, I'm actually going to disappear. Yeah. It's, you know, with, it's one of those two thousands, you know, open ended endings, you know, yeah. that you get. I do. I think suicide probably just because of the weirdness of That's like the theory. empty bus yeah. and the yeah, yeah. But still, I don't yeah. know. I I would like to not think that. Of course. Yeah. So maybe the on to a different place is a better. Yeah. You know, maybe for she sure. Moved. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Um, and now I had this question a little bit where it's like. Did this feel more millennial or Gen X to you? It definitely felt more Gen X. I to thought me. so too. It felt like a Gen Xer writing again, like this. You got this in the early two thousands. Yeah. A Gen Xer writing our youth, because yeah. technically they would be kind of millennials. I feel right. No, yeah, I guess not. Two thousand one. Like, yeah, well, two thousand one. No, because well, early ish. Somewhere right on the line, yeah. if not yeah, if not millennials. Hmm. But yeah, the whole thing did feel weird, though. You're right, and it felt really it felt 90s very Gen to me. X and yeah, and it 90s. felt like super yeah. 90s. And I was like, this yeah. was this came out in 2001. Mm. And honestly, by like 98, 99, you can feel the 2000s coming usually in movies. Yeah. So usually I'm like hyper aware of that time change, but this really didn't. It felt like it was like 90s. a 92, 93 movie. I to think me. what 
part of that is they the production design was so heavily influenced by the comic book which came out in the 90s that so they sense. really committed to that so that they must sense. have really yeah. done their job yeah yeah they awesome. did good um well cool i think that brings us to our favorite questions yeah buddy <laughs> so favorite performance um, my favorite performance was Steve Buscemi. Really? Seymour. Did he you made... like Thora Birch? Yes. Okay. I think did, Thora Birch but... did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I just like disliked her character so much. Yeah, I get I hate that. that. Yeah. I'm sorry. She was particularly relatable. at the end. Like I like first half, like pretty strong, and then but yeah, no. Then she, it's like no, you're making choices here that not. She was good. definitely the funniest one. Like one of my favorite. <laughs> no, but um, I really, really think she did a good job. Yeah. But I think he Seymour, took a character that great. was like could have been despicable. Could be very much unlikable. Could I have get been you. Despicable. Like, yeah. And like he made him somebody that I was like, oh, I. I see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a character that I could see him. I understood him. Yeah. And somehow yeah. you're right. Made him likable. Like, yeah, I agree. Like anybody else in this. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I don't know, know if who... I would have yeah. felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even he said, it's like, you know, this was a hard role to do because he didn't even like Seymour. So it's it's good to know that even Steve Buscemi's <laughs> in, instincts are in the right place, yeah. you know? <laughs> I guess the director did call him, though, and said, like, if you don't take this role, I'm going to hang myself. Oh, no so way. they sort oh, of, God. like, um, bullied him into wow. it. Wow. So very much a Seymour thing. See, this director, I don't know. Yeah, I have weird feelings about him. I don't, hmm. Did he do a lot of other things? Not a lot. You know, he did Prozac Nation with Christina Ricci, which was Mm -hmm. based on the comic, same comic book writer and stuff. So he's got a type. He has a type, Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Favorite scene? Yeah, my favorite scene is Enid trying to work at the movie theater. Oh, like yes. that whole so entire oh my god it was so good and haven't you ever just like wanted to just tell a customer how it is <laughs> like here's your <laughs> popcorn with disgusting oil and goop on it like <laughs> good choice yeah uh, that was very accurate and i can tell you no that not only accurate for uh kind of millennials slash gen xers in the workplace yeah. but no accurate for movie theater employees in the workplace yeah that totally. whole upsell thing accurate like upsell, you know also the guy that can was... i get a medium it's like <laughs> a medium why sir <laughs> i loved her so delivery good. there why so sir good. don't you realize that for just a mere <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a good value, <laughs> teach you the value. You're right. So she did have her moments, but you're right. In the end, like Enid, mm, mm, you made was, bad choices. She was a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that though. That whole, that whole thing was so yeah. funny. Like yeah. I was cracking up. And when the guy was like, you sell beer, <laughs> she's like, no, but you're going to need 10 to get through this movie. <laughs> and what's funny is that now you go to a movie theater, they sell beer. They do, man. It's a good life. Uh, <laughs> favorite line of dialogue mm-hmm. it's an exchange okay josh so weird that weird owl guy so where's that weird owl guy enid oh he's back there i can see his hair bobbing up and down rebecca i want to make love to him enid i'm going to tell him you said that <laughs> <laughs> that felt very real to yeah, me yeah i bet like yeah. that's exactly how it was in high school with your friends, friends you know like that. friends being them. assholes and you trying to make a joke Shut and yes <laughs> so fun really Love that. good yeah and he did his hair did look like weird al <laughs> really good job <laughs> um and then would you rewatch recommend um i don't know if i would rewatch it yeah it's a hard rewatch i gotta tell it's you it's sort of in the same i would really 
I feel connection between this and Blue Jasmine. Ah, yeah. In the way that the story is sort of like you really do feel like you're in somebody's life for a minute. Mm. And in those types of stories, I do enjoy, but they're hard for me to rewatch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I would recommend it, though. Yeah. Especially to anybody that likes Scarlett Johansson, like listening to her little baby voice, <laughs> her super deep husky. <laughs> and before she, you know, she, yeah, she got better, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, Imperfect Score was kind of the breakout. Because yeah. that was the first one I remember. It's like, oh, who is she? Like, yeah, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. Um, and then and I then, would rate, I would yeah, rate, rate it three stars. Three stars. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, liked I liked it more than I thought she would. Yeah, Sweet. I didn't hate it at yeah. all. Um, I think three is solid. I yeah. really had to think about it afterwards. Because mm-hmm. it's a movie that makes you sit it and does, think for a minute. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that takes care of that. I guess uh, awesome. we got to move on into the Spider-Verse. Yay! Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. All right. In my own words. Here we go. In the revolutionary new animated feature, which combined the talents of Sony, lending their most prized IP, and Marvel, the monopolizer of all things super and spectacular, (laughs) it's a whole new Spider-Man movie starring a fresh new web-slinger, Miles Morales, voiced by Shameik Moore. Uh, Miles is a teen who attends a private school and has a rebellious streak when it comes to putting his stamp or sticker or tag on the world around him, which can cause friction with his father, who's a cop. When Miles feels like letting loose, he connects with his uncle Aaron, and one day, while tagging a work of art, Miles is bitten by a radioactive spider, which is a familiar story, but things unfold for Miles in a very different way than Peter Parker. Miles stumbles onto a failed experiment with an atomic collider conducted by Kingpin, voiced by Leif Schreibner. Totally thought it was James Caan. Like, mm. <laughs> like uh, yeah. And then, and Doc Ock. Um, fortunately, Spidey is there, uh, voiced by Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Pine. Um, is there to help Morales uh, s- uh, stay alive and stay safe. And discovers he has the same abilities that he does. Before Spider-Man can take on showing Miles the ropes, the collider causes a huge explosion and Kingpin deals the blow that kills Spider-Man. Miles swears to ensure the collider never works again, but first Miles will have to rise to the challenges of being the new Spider-Man with the help of others just like him from very different worlds, which are now slipping into Miles' world. Thanks to the malfunctioning collider. Among his new mentors are an alternate Peter Parker, voiced by Jake Johnson, Spider-Gwen, voiced by Haley Steinfeld, Spider-Man Noir, voiced by Nick Cage, and even Spider-Ham, <laughs> voiced by John Mulaney. But Miles will soon uncover what makes him a different kind of Spider-Man once he takes a leap of faith. Love that. Um, it's one of my longest synopses <laughs> because, you know, I didn't even touch on it. Yeah, There's you get, a lot happening. You get multiple, like, obviously the title says it. We, we're in multiple universes going on here. You know, it's crazy shit. Like, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Um, but super impressive animation. Like, I think it walked away with oh the award for best animated feature kicking Disney and uh, Pixar's butt. You know, yeah. it's always good and humbling for them to, like, yes. you know, take a back seat. I agree. Um, and I think we all know why it took that. Like, first of all, yes, impressive animation, <laughs> yeah. but also, also multicultural going on here. Because I mean, Miles is black. That's awesome. Like, we have a 
black and and uh i don't i don't know uh latinx you know hispanic um you know so multicultural family even yeah um so that was cool um yeah, very interesting. I got it. This was one that I did start watching. And, uh, you know, like, obviously, you couldn't get away from the hype of this thing. Like, everybody right. loved it. Like, and especially, here's the thing. Spider-Man fans are very loud anyway. Yes, um, we are. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm in that crowd, too. I love me Spider-Man, man. Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> Spider-Man, man. I love Spider-Man, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. He um, is my Marvel. And, that, you know, I think Spider-Man and Batman, those are the two, those are the two uh, big stars of the respective franchise. I agree. Or, uh, or labels, if you will. Yeah, I agree. So you started watching this back in 2018? Uh, somewhere around that, like, a, somewhere, like, no, it had to be when it became available on, uh, VOD and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I remember, like, starting to watch it, because it was, like, on Netflix or something for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was on Netflix, yep. Um, and I just, like, and everybody was raving about the animation in particular, and I wasn't getting that, because I gotta tell, I'm watching it, and I was distracted by, like, it felt skippy to me. Yeah. And stuff like that, and I was like, what are people talking about it? Like, it's still pretty impressive, but it felt more like on par to Claymation with me. And everybody was treating mm. it like this spectacular thing. And what I found out was I'm not crazy. Right. Miles, in particular, is done in a different, like, frame rate than everybody else. So he does look skippy at first and eventually catches up. And so yes. I did notice, like, it's like, I don't have a problem with it with right. anybody else. It really just is Miles. just Miles's skippiness. And, like, yeah. that's what was throwing me off. Yeah. And which was cool. Again, like it kind of was cool to be like, oh, this is, wait, this is like claymation in a 3D environment, though. That's kind of cool. But, but I don't still, get what people like, are talking about when yeah. it's like, look how impressive. It's like, uh, guys, like. Are you not seeing what I'm seeing? So yeah. once I found that that made it a lot easier to take and it did become less distracting as it, as it went as along. It so on, there you go. Yes. Like there. Yeah. There's the I, explanation. Yeah. I remember Josh and I saw this in the theater, actually. I wish I would have. Uh, yeah, which it, was like a totally experience. different experience. Yeah. Like, because the soundtrack is bomb. Kind of bomb. Yeah. And, um, you know having the animation on the big screen yeah, was fantastic sure. um, spider-man demands a big screen yes yeah. um but josh like neither of us really wanted to see it it was just really really hot <laughs> i think this came out in the summer and it was really hot and um we just wanted to cool down and we had seen all the other movies at our little because we have a we used to have a really tiny local theater that would play like you know four movies at a time or whatever and so we were just like, well, you know what? It's 10 bucks. We'll get some air conditioning yeah, and some right. popcorn, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we watched uh, We watched this and I like left. Blown away. Yeah. I left the theater like <laughs> flabbergasted at how good an uh, animated movie could be. <laughs> right, right. Like, and I don't do that very often. I don't, I don't really go to see a lot of animated uh, films in the theater. But like movies that have done that for me are like Incredibles. Exactly. Um, Usually Disney, right? Like, right. You know, Iron or Giants. Pixar. Like yeah. you know, let's and that's okay. Like they're right. You know, yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're the Giants. Inside, yep. inside out, inside. Fuck yeah. Out. Uh, inside, inside out. out. Yep. Yeah, that one, one really of got my me. Favorites. Yeah. But like otherwise, I don't even usually see movies in not. in the theater animated they, ones. We don't yep. have kids, so. Right. You know, watching this makes me want to see more excellent animated movies. By you know? others than, by, yeah, other by people. By other than, companies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Like, yeah, it, uh, it was one of the biggest animation teams assembled. Like, that shows. 
What's more impressive is actually the camera work and the editing oh is God, what stands out so to me. Good. Like that's what's really so uh, good. animation. Like, duh, it's going to get better. Uh, d- yeah, that's <laughs> what happens. But no, it's the fact that they the camera work and stuff like that. Yeah, like, you know that's uh, not easy to do. Right. And when to make it panelly looking, like when that kicked in, like oh. honestly. I'm sure like that's part of the appeal for everybody because comic book nerds. Yeah. But I'd pull back a little bit on that. Like just just the the panel stuff, you know, but I get it for like editing purpose and stuff like that. But I like the yellow squares and like thought bubbles and stuff. Yeah. Maybe not so much. Yeah. Um, It's Um. a weird, but just, you know, and that's a small thing. Right. um, Right. 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 But I feel like after all the hype, like I need, you know, the, let's humbleize this. Right I know. Here. I will say when Josh and I saw it, like we hadn't really heard about any of the hype yet. Yeah. Because it was like pretty new, you know, mm-hmm. still in the theater. And so I feel like I was part of that hype afterwards. Yeah, for definitely. Other people, you know. Yeah. But I tried really hard not to like oversell it because when, no, when it but comes to I don't to think it, you can because it is one <laughs> of the best like superhero movies. It is one of the best Spider-Man movies yes. for sure. Like it's probably my number two or three. Okay, like, we're yeah. getting into my questions, okay. so right. I need to just <laughs> yeah. need to just do it. Sweet. So my first question you already answered. Um, uh, I asked what you thought of the animated style, but you really. Right already talked about yeah, that yeah pretty um, much because it and the dawning it like I, it's and it's one of those things that upon rewatching, like i will yeah. just appreciate more over time yes, because totally I've, uh and looking in the queue or uh, the the trivia on it where they kind of wanted to attack it like if yeah. you pause it at any point it looks like a panel in a comic yeah. book and so that's fun. Like you that know, is I, so yeah, fun. Yeah. And I didn't know that, but now I'm like, next time I watch it, I'm gonna pause it and see. Right. Um, um, it's that happy medium between like they did actually utilize some hand yeah. draw techniques I was where it was just gonna say they had 140 animators um, yeah. that combined computer and hand drawn animation together for this movie. And this, <coughs> excuse me, this isn't really revolutionary. Like Disney actually did this, but again, like it's cool. Like they took it and they rolled with it. Yeah. And, so you do, you do it 3D first, and then you have somebody go in there and hand draw, draw. over it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it backwards, right. you see. like, And that, I get how that, in the end, would give you more of a hand-drawn look. Totally, um, totally. Yeah, um, I do know what stuff. you mean by, like, the jump, like, a little bit of jumpiness. Because when, when we saw it in the theater, the first 10 minutes or so, I was like, am I going to be motion sickness? Yeah, right. Like, I felt that, like, what you're talking about. I did adapt to it and sort of get used to it. And like you said, it gets lesser and lesser. Um, yeah, by the end, he's like, yeah, by the time uh, Miles dons the costume, it's just like, oh, no, he's moving like all of them. Like, yeah, all right, here we go. everybody's moving at the same wavelength. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so stuff. we loved Spider-Man growing up. Like, Hell we yeah. liked the comic books. We had this, like, PC game that we used to play and record ah, our voices over. Yeah. Do you remember That's that? That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, Love that shit. So fun. So how uh, do you... Spider-Man Cartoon Maker. There it is. Yeah. So fun. And, you know, the amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, all of the things. Um, all the things. All yeah, the yeah. things. So how did you feel like this movie did? Um, what's your favorite Spider-Man adaptation? Ah. <laughs> uh, so this, um, yeah, Miles Morales might be my favorite Spider-Man. He's pretty Maybe. Great. He's pretty. I just look. What an origin story. Like, that's the key is like. Um, how did because I loved the part of the appeal of Spider-Man is the origin story totally. really um, totally. you know great power comes great responsibility all of that that's one of and that's why they keep making fucking movies about it <laughs> apparently Jesus 
Um, and this movie knew that. Uh, like, that's the sense of humor about it. It's like, okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about me. It's like, we fucking know. Like, <laughs> so funny. Um, again, similar to again his counterpart, Batman. Like, yeah. only the other superhero that does this is like Batman. Yeah, which is like, right. you have to show the origin every fucking time. That's like, right. You um, cannot tell a Spider-Man or a Batman story without telling us how they became. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, this, like, Miles is such a compelling origin origin story i loved how it really like it really uh made him struggle with the idea of like taking on the mantle like unlike peter peter kind of comes to it pretty quickly which still works for him but anyway um my favorite adaptation like if you're asking who my spider-man is you know like Tom Holland's incarnations are the best. Oh, like, so good. He's as much as I one. love, like Spider-Man Two in particular, like I would probably go back to even more than the Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man, yeah. even because um, Spider-Man Two is really solid. Oh my god, it's um, so good. So I love uh, that one, and but then Tom Holland's Spider-Man is so good. Yeah. Um, what this really uh, did well, though, and what Miles Morales Spider-Man has is that he's not so reliant on tech. Like, yeah. I, I don't like that part of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Me too. I wish too so much that on they tech. let it be more body-related. Yes. You know? But no, it, he's basically, like, you know, at this point, he is Iron Man on... Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is Iron Man with, you know, Spidey powers. Yeah, totally. Um, So... Uh, but no, but this, like, I want to see more Miles Morales. Like, there's oh, so a good. sequel coming to this. I'm nervous that it's, like, they keep positioning it to be, it's like, yeah, the sequel with Miles Morales and more of the, more of the weird spiders from other universes. <laughs> it's like, I don't want that again. I want more Miles Morales. I right. want, I want to see his journey continue. We, we. We did the fucking universe yeah, again, we did guys. guys. He fixed it. So I hate when they do this. When it's just yeah. like I fixed it, and oh, but nope, we got it. We got to do the same formula. So okay, nope, nope, not fixed. Everybody, we're bringing in other. And I get the appeal of wanting to bring in even more different Spider-Man. That's a it great is fun. idea. Yeah, but no, I want Miles. Like that's I wanna, what I want to focus on. I would on. be like happy to have a couple more Miles movies, and then maybe another Interverse movie. Yeah, thrown sure. in. But you're right. Like we don't get him enough. Like by himself right now, we are thrown into the deep end. Yeah, with all these different Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Um. Um, which again gets me really excited for the new live-action Spider-Man movie, which it's gonna be. It did become chaotic with like how many Spider-Man at this point? Like six, like yeah, five or, yeah. So six Spider-Man going on. That is too many Spider-Man on screen. That's too, and you could tell because they had to break them up. They <laughs> yeah. had to put them in different Groups. places and do it that way. Basically, yeah. I think the what's going to be great with the live-action Spider-Man is three Spider-Man on screen together. You can do and make look really badass. Right. And like, that worked yeah. even in this movie yeah. when it was just, um, ah, yeah. you know, Spider-Gwen. And Peter, Peter B. Park, Parker, Peter B. And, Parker. Nope. and Miles. And Miles, you're right, you're so, right. So, like, I think that the three pairing is excellent. Yes, <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> That's what I'm trying Marvel? to say here. <laughs> God, I'm excited for that. I'm I think we all so are. excited. Yeah. But no, this really, yeah, this this established a great new Spider-Man. Because yeah. there's been a lot of new Spider-Man, obviously, through the years. Right. Um, uh, but Miles is a great origin story, so I really gravitate towards him. And I really get a kick out of... Uh, I think it was uh, Ben Riley, 
um, who was the Scarlet Spider and mm. who who is now officially the new whatever. Uh, yeah, however you want to take that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, um, but is now the new official Spider-Man. And he yeah. was like a clone of Peter Parker. It's this whole thing. It's kind of, yeah. Um, and this is how they got away with basically doing the clone saga. Right. Um, like, yeah, and stuff like that, which was a whole weird thing in Spider-Man history, which yeah. eventually I want to get into. Because I do like the Scarlet Spider look, which is the blue with the solid red look yeah. like um yeah i like, I like that. that too um and ben riley was as a character was interesting uh but yeah uh, miles is great miles is great so but tom holland and then yeah miles morales like yeah yeah like, i agree i think so too yeah because it's hard like i i love tom holland and i love his character and he does like he is the best yeah. he's the best of both he's the best Peter He's the best Peter Parker Spider-Man, Spider-Man too. yeah. Because yeah. that's like, you know, you have like Andrew Garfield who was good as Spider-Man but not uh-huh. good as Peter Parker. You right. have Tobey Maguire who was better as Peter Parker than he was as Spider-Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, Tom <laughs> All the Holland. crying. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> He's still like, when I think of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- those are the ones we watched growing up. But, right. um, but Miles is just so compelling and this story so is compelling. like fresh. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same, but it's fresh. Yes, absolutely. I love the take that they did on it. Same, but it's fresh. Like, even down to the, like, man, the the choice to make the uncle a villain. Like, oh, that's God. the, that was beautiful. Oh, like, my that God. whole shit got me. That was good shit. Uh, what, what was your favorite, like, lesson to take away from the movie? What they kind of shoehorned it or really drove home at the end, yeah. which is basically anybody can be Spider-Man. Like, it, yeah, yeah, we all possess, like... I think that's the heart of Spider-Man that is always the takeaway. It's just like, hey, man, like, eat, look at the costume. Spider-Man, it's full body. Like, yes. anybody can be in that costume. Like, that's part of the appeal test. It's like, yeah, uh, anybody can do this. Like, we're all born with special skills. Like, the world will distract you from them. But if you are true to yourself and, like, you know, stick yeah. to that, like, you are contributing to the betterment of the world. Even in that scene when Mary Jane's like talking to the crowd and everybody's wearing Spider-Man costumes and she's like, it's up to you. And he was like, me? And the guy next to him was like, <laughs> well, no, it's think, not you. I don't think <laughs> you, specifically, not to you specifically. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that is. That's yeah. a great message to take away from yeah, it. Big time. Um, I also like, you know, that if you get knocked down, like you get back up. Absolutely. You yes. Know? That imagery that was really, spectacular. Oh, so good. They did yeah. such a good job with that. And I like that well. Spider-Man was always more of the like... A lot of superheroes become, and he has become of this course. now, yeah. is like globetrotting. Like right. they all, like they are all over the world and country and stuff like that. I always liked that Spider-Man was, nope, he was always, yeah, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He kind of was more the local hero type of thing. And yes. I, I really yeah, like that. he's your friendly neighborhood yeah. Spider-Man. Looking out for the underdog at all times. Yes. Know, let Captain America and those guys deal with the big world. Like, yeah. So... Jake Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spi- uh, uh, sorry. Um, Peter B. Parker. Yeah. First uh, Jewish uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Got a black Spider-Man, Jewish Spider-Man. You know, it's awesome. Uh, Sp- Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Um. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm neglecting because she was fucking badass. And like, honestly, like, I want to read those comic books because she Ugh. sounds like an awesome character. They sound so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you think he did? And also, like, how do you feel about 
better uh, than Chris Pine. Like, get him out of there. No. Yeah, get him out. When I rewatched this, I was like hearing in the beginning, I'm like, that's not, that's not Jake yeah. Johnson's voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remembered and I was like, okay, no, Jake Johnson plays the one that's basically like Nick Miller turns into Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yeah. Let me tell you. It was good. Um, no, he did uh, good. Like this was, uh, yeah, one of uh, Jake Johnson's best performances no uh definitely <laughs> most high profile performance yeah. like I, he doesn't do stuff like this on you know? purpose yeah. yeah he very much likes to do the indie like more random but i think it's really fun that he like took the this voice on of peter parker now yeah yeah and it's a good choice yeah yeah, yeah he's awesome basically the toby mcguire uh spider-man <laughs> totally. grown up yeah totally yeah. so that's like what's compelling to me about his character is oh this is spider-man after the hype Mm-hmm. This is Spider-Man getting older. Yeah. This is Spider-Man getting a divorce. Yes. And like, which, see this, and part of what I liked about him is that is kind of the Ben Riley storyline. That's kind of what happens to Peter. Like, he he throws in the towel once he finds out about Ben Riley. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you take over. Yeah. You, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, no, totally. Uh, I, I think that he did a really good job, though, and I like that we get to see, like, you know, even Spider-Man you know sometimes gets depression and you know yeah he's got his low time yeah he's got his low times but i think he did good too same same good it's good uh favorites 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 what was your favorite scene so favorite scene was uh the big like the big costume reveal of miles morales uh official black costume uh without the hoodie like i liked the hoodie and all but i was like oh i hope he can throw that hoodie um and uh, he did and it was badass like yeah that whole thing was a very superhero-y moment yes Um, i totally agree so and i was like that like this was an origin story and like that's the that's the big moment yeah yeah Yeah. i love that that's great um favorite quote favorite quote is said by spider ham (laughs) (laughs) no all right (laughs) Do animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak him out. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, my God. Also, Nick Cage is Spider-Man. How do you feel about him? He's all right. Like, you know, again, overhype, you know. I get, like, people love Nick Cage and stuff like that. Um, And I love Noir, so it was cool. But but no, yeah, he was a fine addition. Yeah, he was fine. It was okay to have him there. Definitely. Um, uh, Favorite performance. So I broke this down into favorite character. Okay, let's And then hear. favorite voice actor. Okay. Because, I mean, favorite character would be Miles, you know, Miles of Morales. Course, but also so Spider-Gwen was so cool, like I said. She I really want to give her mention because, like, I was like, I love the idea of her, like, the go-to with it's like, okay, it's this is our female Spider-Man. So then you got to have it be, oh, her lover, uh, you know, right, dies or something right. like that. It's like, nope, it was my best friend. Like, and that's Bitch. good yeah. fucking enough. Okay. Yeah, totally. Like, back off. Like, yeah. I do think they missed an opportunity there to have her be like happy to see Peter B. Parker and have him happy to see her. Right. Because, like, she's dead in his dimension. Right. He's dead in her dimension. Oh, yeah. Huh. You know, Kinda I know he's older over. and stuff, but they did. They totally glazed over yeah. that. And I'm like, come Interesting. on, guys. Yeah. But, yeah, true, no. True um, that. So who is your favorite And then favorite voice, voice? actor is obviously Jake Johnson. Oh, like, yeah, so good. Of course. He, like, recorded <laughs> a bunch of personal 
voice messages to kids yes, after this came out, that which was I great. think is really special. That's really awesome. Of <laughs> Free him. of charge too. He didn't make you pay, you know, yeah, for a phone see? call or whatever. Like, good ones he's out just there. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um R R R. Rewatch recommend. I mean, obviously yes and yes. Uh you gotta see it to believe it. Uh definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> it's so good though. and then uh, out of five stars i give it a solid four it's okay. it, i could be even bump it up to four and a half like i really it's it's, so it's close, just right? the it's just the jumpiness and stuff it's you know you can't uh, you can't ignore it yeah um so there was that and honestly it at times is just like it's over uh stimulation a little bit it's yeah. it's a little that's too fair. much and like that's the old part of me talking but you know it's just a little too much uh yeah um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, a little more like because what stood out to me is Miles Morales' story, and honestly, I could take or leave like the the stupid the you know we're having fun with the Spider Verse thing, like you know even the fact that we had Spider Ham, it's just like okay, we're making a choice here, like we're right, are, we're being I think funny. That, I think it would have you know? been good to have like like I said, like Spider Gwen and Peter B. Parker, the two that really stand out to me. Yes. So I think yeah. like just having you know their yeah world collides yeah. would have been good um otherwise it does feel like a lot sometimes because even like yeah the anime spider-man like you, it seems like you almost wasted your time with those characters at all like right, you know cause they had so little part in it yeah you know? like i didn't really feel for sorry like i didn't really feel for anime spider-man yeah. they didn't really do the work there even spider-man noir like it was writing on the fact that it's nick cage you know right 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 totally. um so, uh, but, and then Spider-Ham was surprised. Like, I thought that was going to be stupid. It was so good. Like, they did I a good job. really enjoyed it. it. Like, funny. it helps that it's Josh Mullaney. Yeah, like, totally, you know, totally. Um, such a likable dude. Um, no, I totally agree. Like, for me, I think it's a four and a half for me. Like, it's almost five. Yeah. It's, like, when I left the theater and even rewatching it yesterday, it does make me feel like, ugh, this is the best Spider-Man I've ever watched. Yeah, like, when you're watching definitely. it. But yeah. there are, like, fluidity issues. Like, it needs to be just a little more fluid. It needs to be a little less jumpy. Yeah. And just a little less busy. And then yeah, it would just, easily yeah. top, like, easily. all the other yeah. ones that I've ever seen. Because I wouldn't change anything, like, the soundtrack, you know? I would keep the animation. Like, you know, it's it's strictly, like, yeah just tidying up a little bit is all and it's yeah it's super good yeah and yeah. i will watch the sequel like yeah I'll, oh me I'll too watch for the, sure yeah hopefully yeah. they can recreate that magic yeah because right. the soundtrack and stuff was so Oof. fucking good too so good. oh yeah. so good yeah, yeah love it yay i'm glad um, you finally watched it that makes me happy and uh these ones so uh connection wise like uh for ghost i mean did yeah. you find anything for Ghost World, like just the individual movies for now? Um, like yeah. Spider-Man is easy, like Spider-Man movies. People, right. Like, and you know. Yeah. Like Ghost World, like there were the peop- the, the blues bands that they uh, mentioned. I just yeah. didn't write them down. And then there she dons that kind of Catwoman looking mask. Yes. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. That was like almost my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was hilarious that she yeah. got in a sex shop. Like yes. all of that was so funny. <laughs> um, so good. But uh, other than that, you know, just yeah, like I said, sorry, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm like, what is happening behind yeah. me? Um, other than that, it's probably just like Blue Jasmine made me think of this, like with pacing, mm. you know, things like that. Um, Reality Bites, I would say, sure, which was a yeah. 90s movie. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cool. so. And now it comes to the part where we try to find the connections between these two crazy movies. Casey, yeah. what did you come up with? 
first i want to say the opposite thing that i found oh okay yeah how are they opposite <laughs> sure um so spider-man my big lesson that i pull from it is like you get down you get knocked down and then you get back up and ghost world is like totally opposite of that right enid like gets knocked down and then just accepts yeah and yeah she accepts it she doesn't push for anything she doesn't try for anything and then she leaves exactly (laughs) i would say like yeah it's too they're so i get so for me like they are both kind of coming of age stories they are in their own way but the difference being like miles yeah comes of age enid does not no she doesn't So that's definitely something. Um, mm-hmm. And then Got both it. movies use music as a way to tell their story. Nice. So in Ghost definitely. World, like she and Seymour really bond over records bond over, yep. and, and music and different tracks and things like that. Right. And then in, in Spider-Man to Spider-Verse, they really tell the story with, you know, him and his relation to music. Yeah. And also just with the fucking sick Sunflower. ass soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> You need to relax. What do you do to relax? (laughs) (laughs) You serious? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's what's happening. Awesome. Um, And then, yeah, uh, Peter B. Parker and Seymour both have emotional growth in the stories. Ah, And, you know, they're both not the main character. They're one of the side main characters. Mm -hmm. Um, But they both have like a a back mental health storyline. Yeah. Right. So Seymour, like in the end, we see him going to therapy to try to better himself, <laughs> right. which is great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then with Peter B. Parker, like we see him start to deal with his shit. Yeah. With his depression that he's been sort of having right. and like face it, yeah, you know? Definitely. So yeah, those were my connections. All right. Um, me, uh, the big one was both are based on comic book. Oh yeah. Comic duh. book, graphic novel <laughs> sources. Uh, Spider-Verse was released in 2013, while Ghost World was released in 1995 in issues 11 through 18 of Daniel Clovis's mm. uh, comic series 8-Ball. Wow. Uh, both faint, and then both focus on angsty high schoolers. <laughs> uh, Miles, not so angsty, but a little bit of angst, you know. Um, yeah. Awesome. So now comes the time for our recommendations. Before that, though, did you know that the comic book Miles Morales' character was actually inspired by Donald Glover? Yes, I did know okay. that. Yeah, Had yeah, to yeah. throw that out yeah. there. <laughs> and then there's actually, like, I started playing the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. That's a badass game. Fun? And, well, the, the Spider-Man game itself for PS4 and shit was really good. Awesome. Like, fucking awesome. That's cool. Um, see, now, in a video game format, I do like my Spider-Man with tech. But in comic books or otherwise, not so much. Right. Like, I want to see. I yeah. want you to have super, more super pa- Not yeah. that they don't Show have some superpowers. Show some flipping like, around and stuff. Like, you know. Yeah something that's really memorable to me and still makes me kind of squeamish a little bit is like uh what's his face is peter parker toby toby's yeah. with the web yeah you know yeah, yeah. like coming yeah. out of his wrist for the first time and yeah, you're just like oh but still like yeah i hate that um that our new spider-man has to use a suit to get that yeah i'm like that's yeah. like one of your spider powers bro yeah um <laughs> um so recommendations recommendations yeah, I'm going to recommend a book right. that I just finished reading. It's called Kate in Waiting. It's by Becky Albertalli, which is the same person who wrote Simon versus the Homo Sapiens. And, so Love, Simon. Oh, yeah. And um, all of those different books. Um, she just does such a good job writing her characters. It's so fun to read her books. 
Awesome. Yeah, it's about two actors, their best friends. One of them is gay, and, you know, him and his best friend, she's a woman, Kate, they started dating, and then he realized he was gay, and mm. so they broke it up, and they've been inseparable ever since. Oh, nice. And, you know, they they end up having a crush on the same person oh. and don't know how this person orients. Oh, and okay. so the whole book is sort of them wow. competing to like try to win this person. Interesting. And of course, one of them does and the other one gets hurt. And mm. it's a whole story. Um, it's a love triangle, but it's a good one. Nice. Yeah. What's it? Uh, Kate in Waiting. Kate in Waiting. And I'm going to recommend uh, animated going along with this animation thing. Uh, this is available on HBO Max for free if you've got it. If not, it's available to buy and or rent. Um, Batman The Long Halloween Parts 1 and 2 um, This is the new Animated uh, DC Movie really this but this is Like prestige you know uh, Batman animation um, DC's always been Really good with their animation wing of Things I've always really yeah. liked Their animated uh, movies and stuff um, More even more so than Their live action movies uh a lot of the time. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, the Long Halloween is uh, one of the main sources of uh, Nolan's Batman movies, like particularly Batman Begins draws a lot from The Long Halloween yeah. and uh, Dark Knight a little bit. Um, it was one of the more popular of the comic book runs, um, so it's been a big source. It's mostly a Godfather story. Like, it's heavily, like, grounded in reality, which I always like when they do that with Batman. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Like, again, don't rely too much on tech. Like, it gets, yeah, weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, but this is mostly, like, a mobster story with Batman, so he really uses detective skills. It's mostly a detective movie. It focuses a lot less on the action sequences, which is interesting for animation. Like, normally yeah. that's what you want to do. Right. That's kind of fun. So, it was really good. And then Jensen Ackles. Uh, oh, love him. He's Batman, and he's a really good Batman. Oh, so that's so cool. Yeah. I love him. He's great. Um, so, highly recommended. Uh, Batman The Long Halloween Parts 1 and 2. Very cool. Um, you know, send us some recommendations. Just say hey or whatever you want, and you can do that by sending us an email at movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we've got an Instagram that you can follow us at. Uh, the called, Movie Connection. Yep, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. I frequent the Letterbox, which is a cool site for anybody who likes to do movie reviews and everything like that. So check out my movie reviews on Letterbox. I've been watching some cool stuff lately. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Um, we have a Facebook as well. Um, be sure to check that out. And uh, leave us a rate and review if you can on apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe yeah we're also proud members of the ny city podcasting network yeah we uh, are so be sure to go there um and check out all the awesome content they have to offer mm -hmm. and now the best part where we assign each other the movies to watch for next week and see yeah. if we can make any connection you know what you gave me an animated movie? All right, I'm going to give you an animated movie. Right. See how you like that. Yeah, <laughs> You didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm going to give you Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a badass uh, Disney animated movie. I have been so excited to see this, and yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. Good. Because, yeah, it only recently became available, huh? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, this is one of the newer ones, and that's from Disney, not Pixar. Like, right. It's, it's hard to tell sometimes, I guess. It, it is hard to tell, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, the movie I'm going to assign you is Luca, Luca. which is also Wait, that's an, animated an animated movie. movie. Dang it. <laughs> you guys, next week. So you had a week, couple animated movies in your pocket. And next week we have some really, for our finale, oh, our season boy. finale, um, we have some pretty bad movies coming your way. Oh, yeah. Just we, a heads up. Uh, it but, is the one time that we actually uh, planned a little bit ahead and... Uh, it's, I don't know, what were we thinking? Anyway, we'll be get to it. so fun, but this be week warned. is going to be a treat, because yeah, these exactly. are both golden movies, right? Golden movies. Yeah, so I'm very excited to talk about them. Heck yeah, so be sure to check us out next week for uh, Finding Connections Between, um, so Luca. Luca. And? Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. All yeah. right. Awesome. Well, be safe, everybody, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, we do. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.